0: 15 years ago, then Prime Minister Kevin Rudd made a statement in the Parliament. He acknowledged First Nations people as the world's oldest continuing culture and apologised for the cruel and damaging policies inflicted on them.
1: We apologise, especially for the removal of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their families, their communities and their country, for the pain, suffering and hurt Of these stolen generations, their descendants and for their families left behind, we say sorry.
0: It was hailed as a uniting moment for the nation. But not everyone in the Parliament stayed to witness the apology. A handful of MPs, including now Opposition Leader Peter Dutton, boycotted the apology, a decision he's come to regret. Today, Minister for Indigenous Australians, Linda Burney, is warning the Parliament not to repeat the mistakes of the past and support the Uluru Statement from the Heart is her call. Senator Patrick Dodson is the Special Envoy for Reconciliation and our guest this morning. Senator, welcome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Senator, 15 years on, what is the legacy of the apology?
1: Well, it's been incremental. I think that for those that have... uh Suffered under those Heinous policies, which were described as tantamount to genocide by the commissioners at the time. Uh, they're still in the process of healing. Uh, I don't think they feel uh, that there's been enough done um, by the restitution uh, programs that were targeted towards them. Uh, I, I think they just—we uh, well, had a meeting with some of them yesterday, or attended an event. Uh, they're very. Um, very mindful that things move very slow and too slow because people pass away. So whilst they're, they're very appreciative of the fact that uh, the Prime Minister at the time, Mr Rudd, uh, acknowledged and said sorry, uh, and that helps them get out of bed in the morning, um, but there's more to be done, and obviously uh, those matters are part of the discussions that are ongoing through the Healing Foundation and the Minister and, uh, and others.
0: Linda Burney, the Minister for Indigenous Australians, is issuing a warning to the Parliament today. She says those who oppose the voice will come to regret it. Opposition Leader Peter Dutton was the most senior Coalition MP to boycott the apology, a decision he now says he regrets. Is drawing that comparison useful?
1: Uh, Look, I I think that we've got to understand that Australia is actually bound by some of its international obligations here. This is bigger than just the partisan politics that go on in the country. We, we have signed up to the Declaration on Indigenous Peoples' Rights. We're in the process of having a look at how that's going to be implemented. We're talking about a referendum to entrench a voice in our constitution and we're looking further to go down the road of a Makarrata Commission which will deal with truth-telling and agreement-making. So Australia is really on the cusp of going in a totally different direction, one that enables and recognises and respects First Nations organisations and peoples to lead the way and determine the ways in which strategies and policies and commitments are uh, are undertaken and carry their responsibilities in addressing those matters. Now, th- this, this is a new outlook that I think politicians have got to develop. Uh, the past is the past. We've got to get on and and focus on what the future of an Australian government is going to be recognising universal rights declared under the Declaration of Indigenous Peoples' Rights and how they get adopted into our country and which will change the very nature of the way we behave and interact with each other and it will be to the better.
0: Last week, the government agreed to provide a pamphlet to all Australians ahead of the referendum with the yes and the no side. Was that a good idea?
1: Well, I think some people think it's a good idea. It's it's an archaic uh, kind of uh, activity. I mean, this comes from the the constitutional requirements. It, it'll cost about 17, 18 million dollars, and we don't have that sort of money to waste these days, but it's an important factor and one that may help some people understand why the voice is important and those that are opposed to it simply reinforce their uh, opposition to it. But as an activity, there is far more information out in the in the public domain uh, now than than there ever has been. Do you think
0: ultimately money for a yes and a no campaign will have to be committed? I mean, Peter Dutton saying that that's a good idea.
1: Well, if you are going to go, if you if you are going to produce it, you've got to pay for it, and then you've got to make sure it's uh, posted out to every household uh, in, in the country, or you've got to come up with some electronic means that needs to be agreed between the parties on on how people get access to it. So it's, um, it's, it's a fundamental thing, this. This is about a question, do you want to see Aboriginal people have a voice in the Parliament? That's what it's about. It's no more complicated than that. Do you agree that Aboriginal people, after 250 years, should have a voice in the Parliament? And we want to put that in the Constitution.
0: Uh, Peter Dutton has not come on board uh, yet. Um, they haven't declared their position. Do you think this referendum can be successful without his support, without his party's support?
1: Oh, look, there are various punters that uh, that say it can be, and there are others, the traditionalists, uh, that say it can't be. I, I don't know. I just think it's a. It sends the wrong message as a nation of how mean and spirited we are in addressing the legacies of our colonial history. Uh, And I think that's not a good thing. And it certainly means that uh, if you oppose this as a political party, you're still going to be confronted with how the rights and interests of Aboriginal peoples under the Declaration of Indigenous Peoples get uh, domesticated into our nation. And and that, that needs to be faced up sooner rather than later.
0: So, where do you fall on this? You know, you said there's, there's both sides arguing you can't have success without the opposition support, some saying you can. How are you feeling about it?
1: Well, I, I place my trust in the Australian people. I think the Australian people have seen for so long now the call by First Nations people with a very simple proposition that they want to be recognised in the Constitution. First thing. And The second thing is they want a truth-telling process and then they want an agreement-making process. I think most Australians really want to see our country go forward and have some pride in the fact that we have been able to do it, which most other countries, you know, through their colonial histories are embedded in that legacy.
0: You just mentioned uh, treaty is part of, of course, the commitment to the Uluru Statement from the Heart. If The Voice was unsuccessful, would it make treaty... Unachievable.
1: I wouldn't have thought so. I think treaty still is a matter that we're going to have to deal. So you you've got to work out how. And Canada and the the Scandinavian countries and New Zealand and other countries are all trying to work through this declaration on Indigenous peoples' rights. And that ultimately is a treaty. It is how you agree on those rights being enjoyed within the nation state. And that'll have to be negotiated and there'll be an Act that sets up a process, no doubt, in due time, uh, and we'll be going down a different course of discussion. It's happening in Canada, it's happening in in, uh, Sweden, it's happening in Hungary, it's happening in New Zealand, you know, so Australia's at the cusp of beginning that race as well.
0: Very briefly, 110 million dollars uh, is going to be committed to a new one-year partnership with the NT government to accelerate building new remote housing, curbing overcrowding. Is that going to be enough, though?
1: Probably not. Uh, probably not. But it will impact on the social, the social problems that people are facing with rheumatic uh, heart disease and overcrowding. Uh, the, the water, the commitment to the water for the you know domestic use and communities. I think that's a great initiative, having changed the uh, uh, the, the funding arrangements in, a, in order to enable the Commonwealth to deal with the um, impurities that people are drinking now and the water sources. So mm. water and housing are very critical matters and I'm glad the government's committed to them.
0: Senator, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Senator Pat Dodson is the special envoy for reconciliation. You're listening to ABCRM Breakfast it's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app. Hey, podcasters, just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories about the law and justice, without a whole lot of legal jargon, check out The Law Report on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.